0: Hey everyone, welcome to this live live stream, if you will. And you see the title right there. I'm also trying out something different with OBS Studio, so bear with me while I do this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Um, as you can see there, this is something that um, I was thinking about because I gotta give a shout out to Fantastic Samtastic. Um, who does a who has his own YouTube channel, and he talks a lot about Sonic and a lot of you know a, a lot of the storylines that go on with Sonic, whether it's the games, whether it's um, the comics or something. But he also talks about other stuff like Turtles and Mario and stuff. Um, but yeah, he does touch upon Sonic. In fact, in fact, uh, the recent one he talked about was sonic seventy two which was a comic book done in a manga like style where basically the beginning where the end was the beginning of the book and the um the beginning was the end of the book something like that but that's not what I wanted to talk about and all that. thats not what I wanted to talk about because even though he talks about some of the strangeness and the weirdness uh from the Ar- from Archie sonic if you will um, he does touch upon something else. He does touch upon something else, and it's, like I said, you can see the text right there. He touches upon the Mecha Sally arc. That's right. And he did this about uh, three months ago, I assume. Three months ago, uh, he talked about it, and he called it, one. and the title of it is Mecha Sally is one of the darkest Archisonics or Archie Sonic comics, you know, that they've done. And it's part of this Archie Sonic history, um, I guess, yeah, Archie Sonic history deal. And he isn't the only one that does it. He has uh, some other people that help him out as well. But yeah, Mecha Sally is considered, from what he said, one of the darkest Archie Sonic arcs in, in in, um, in history of the book. And he wouldn't be lying. He would not be lying. But you know what? Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. You know, he's not alone in that. He's he's not alone in it, if you will. He's not alone uh, whatsoever. As a matter of fact, um, he even touches upon the fact that just like a lot of folks, he got bored with, um, you know, with the arc. He, he kind of got bored with it a little bit um, as it went on. He got really bored uh, with the arc um, as it was progressing. And I don't think you can blame him because, as I've mentioned before, uh, on several occasions, it was always rinse and repeat uh, with the story arc. It was just rinse and repeat time after time, you know, with Sonic and Amy and Tails going after Sally as this, what was it, team fighter thing or team freedom thing. Well, you know, the other half of this, uh, I guess you could see this mishmash of what's left of the freedom fighters, the Algamation stayed in Nothole. So you had, like I said, you had Amy, Tails, and Sonic you know going after the death egg and trying to rescue Sally and stuff to restore her and it just was just and it was just a basic rinse and repeat i mean fantastic fantastic basically said that even though it started out good over time he just got bored with it you know he was getting bored with it you know time after time after time it's like nothing was ever really changing uh with the story it was just the same a uh, rinse and repeat uh, situation, as we had seen before, and honestly, I, I don't think you know anybody could could blame him uh, for that because that's what it did feel like. It felt like it was just the same thing over and over again. It's like you could not, you could not get away from it. Honestly, you could not, you know, you know, get away from basically reading the same stuff over and over. I mean, yeah, some things changed, you know, to make things more interesting and, and all that, but it, it just felt very repetitive, you know. It, it felt like, okay, you know, you're you're reading the an issue, and you're like, okay, when is something going to pick up here? When, when are we going to get some action here, you know? You know, when are we going to get something good, something interesting that's going to, you know, keep us invested and... Truth is, we never got that. You know, we never really got that until the end. Until we got closer to the end, until we got closer to 250, when basically you had Ian Flynn, and everybody's looked at this as either, okay, that's a nice, unique callback to something from the very start of the comics, shows Ian the fan and all that, but also you have people like Cyberpunk Jordan potentially like Fantastic fantastic, and even someone like Crystal Maiden, and I'm sure Mega Beatman, of True, Mega Beatman's two blue reviews, you know, all kind of this looking at, you know, uh, Ian Flynn's answer to how to potentially restore Sally, and the reaction, obviously, is very um, telling, because they look at that, you know this Krazud, this K U D Z U uh making a return after all this time. And never once was it ever hinted at, even from the beginning, that it could help with de-robotization. And yet now it's being brought into the poten- into the picture as a potential cure uh, for Sally. And as we see in the Archie Sonic Online continuation, which basically picks up. Where the original continuity uh, was basically ripped from us because of the lawsuit behind the scenes between uh, Ken Penders and and Archie you know uh, basically you know it, it it worked it actually worked but still people look at that and even without that you know online continuation by Archie Sonic Online. People still look at it like, you know, had things not been interrupted the way they were, you know, if this was, you know, if this was indeed the end result that Ian was looking at as being the cure. Now, now despite, you know, what you may think as well or who you might want to believe, others have kind of come out and said that there were different ideas different scenarios being thought up by by the writing crew you know basically the notes that were being passed along from the writing crew to the to the artist and all that and one of the ideas that they decided that they were going to come up with when it came to Sally and cyberpunk Jordans touch, t- uh, touched upon this others have touched upon this you know and I think I've talked about it. Is that the original idea was the Sally that would get rescued and restored would actually be a sleeper agent, and I can I, I'm not saying this is fact, but I can almost guarantee a lot of fans once they heard heard that being the potential idea that they may have decided to go with over considering going with. You know the thought process was, um, weren't we there before? You know, weren't we there before with something similar? I was like, you know, why would you want to go there again? It, it did not make any sense to them. You know, it did not make any sense. So, you know, thankfully, even if the comic would have continued, it didn't look like, in my opinion, they were going to go through with that. Instead, I think what RG Sonic Online has done recently is i i would say almost similar to what Ian Flynn probably had planned, like she was gonna come back, she was gonna be restored maybe with a new look and everything, but she was gonna go through a lot of post traumatic you know trauma but a lot of p t s d if you will because of what she had- what she uh, became and what she had done of what she had done um under a man's control it's like basically she had she would have so much trauma piled onto her because she would basically You know, destroying everything that she stood for. And Archie Sonic Online, in my opinion, in my opinion, basically was going down that path. You know, Archie... Yeah, not Archie Sonic Online, but um, I'm trying to link this up at certain places. I do apologize. Uh, But basically, to me, it seemed that Ian Flynn was going down that path... And Archisonic obviously Archisonic Online, the crew there obviously noted that and went and went in that direction themselves. So so again, thankfully we didn't get the whole sleeper agent deal, but it definitely looked like Ian was gonna go down the path that, you know, ASO um just, you know, recently has you know, recently has done over the past couple of years, uh, with their release of, you know, the uh, yearly uh, uh, issues, you know, yearly continuations of the original continuity. But you know, when when you look back at this arc, you know, one, it's hard to believe that this time frame right now, November 2022, and into December next month, will mark 11 years since it began. And then, next spring, May and April of 2023 will mark a decade since it ended. Yeah. It'll mark a decade since it ended, and and if I'm right, because of the way things were structured uh, with Worlds Collide, you know, you had issues coming out almost left and right for about four months. You know, you have June, July, August, September you know, it's going to be a decade next year in September, around August, September, when the retcon, the reboot, if you will, um, you know, uh, basically made its debut. It'll be that long. You know, when it comes to the retcon, the reboot, soft or otherwise, you know, made its debut. But between this time frame, makes, makes it 11 years since... The whole arc began, and next spring in 2023, again, we're at 11 years, we're looking back at 11 years since this arc, you know, became reality, and then next spring, we're looking at 10 years since it ended, yeah, you know, some might say it ended abruptly, and that's true, it did end abruptly, I'm, I'm not denying that, you know, I'm I'm not denying that whatsoever, you know, I'm not denying it whatsoever, but, you know, a, a lot of people will look at this arc, and and they will say to themselves, why, you know, why did you even go with it? You know, why even go in this direction? I mean, I, I mean look, when we look at something like, let's say, the Metal Virus arc, yeah, it was a very dark arc, especially... During the early run of IDW Sonic, which is kind of a you know crazy thing to say, but it's true. It you know it did take place in the early run of IDW Sonic, and it's considered one of the darker arcs uh, that they've had, if not the darkest arc at that time. And here's the thing: just like with Mecha Sally, it started out good. It started out terrific. Uh, in some people's eyes, but then it just went downhill, because it was just like, rinse and repeat. You know, as I've talked about before, and others have touched upon this too, you know, you, you would have, you know, every once in a while, a major game character get infected, and become a zombot themselves, but every now and then, it was a minor background, you know, character created just for the comics. I mean, You know, like, for example, like, in one issue, you would have Vanilla get infected, become a Zombot. And then, several issues later, you would have a majority of the Chaotix get infected. And, you know, it was just rinse and repeat until we got to the end. And, you know, I've mentioned this before in some of my videos. I get Ian Flynn has always... and, And it's the same for any writer, any... Comic book writer, or, or novelist, or whatever, you know, I, I get they want to create that magnum opus, they want to create that story that they're going to be remembered for, you know, basically, you know, it's the story that basically they put the stamp, of they basically put the, the seal of approval, the stamp on, to state, I'm he- I'm here now, this is my world now. And you guys that are reading the comics are just living in it. So, you know, I, I can understand that he's, you know, he's the kind of guy that wants that. I get it. You know, I mean, be honest, if I was him, I, I was in his shoes, I'd probably want the same thing. You know, I'd probably want to, you know, try have my goal be to um, write my own magnum opus. And even if it means taking a major character, like let's say a Sally Acorn, and doing what he did, uh, even though I should know it's not the smartest thing uh, to do. But again, again, I think what it was that he he looks at what Ian, uh, not Ian, but what Ken Penders did, you know, and despite what you feel about Ken Penders and what he caused the comic to go through behind the scenes. When he did that four-issue run with Endgame, initially thinking that was the end of the comic, basically, in reality, unbeknownst to him, even though the comic would continue, he created a magnum opus. He created a masterpiece of a story that people still enjoy and read to this day. Yeah, people still enjoy and read to this day. And, you know, a lot of folks, believe it or not, I look at all the comic dubs out there. I look at all the comic dubs. And not once, not once is that, have I ever, and this is the truth, have I ever seen, you know, adrenaline dubs or, or others that are known to do comic dramas and take the stories and turn them into motion comics. Never once have I ever notice them, you know, go out and do, or attempt to do a comic drama on Endgame, because it's that good. It's that good, and they don't want to probably try to insult, you know, the intelligence of that comic by trying to um, dramatize it as a as a comic drama or a motion comic. It's that good. And, you know, Ian Flynn you know, let's be honest, he was a fan at the time, he was a fan, and being a fan, you know, he, he wanted, basically, to potentially create his own story that was on the same level, if not, you know, broke the bar that Endgame set. Or set I should say, broke the bar that end game set, and you know, when you look at what he tried to do with other M along with fellow fans like Jay Foxfire providing artwork and all that, you know he he t- he used other m to, in my opinion as a testing ground to see whether or not you know not only would fans be interested in a darker sonic story. But if fans would be interested in him creating a magnum opus that would be remembered for uh, by the fans for years to come, and again, I think if you go back and you look at, you know, at Endgame, it it basically shows that that could have been his inspiration, which is why we got the Mecha Sally Arc the way we did. You know why it was dark. But also repetitive, you know. That's why we had Metal Virus arc in IDW the way it was, dark and repetitive, because he was trying to create something that, even though he knew, probably he had to change things up once in a while to continue to keep the interest in you know, in the investment the the fans had, um, you know, in the book in the story, you know, continuing. He knew he had to do things to change things up. Which is why once in a while, when it came to the metal virus arc, you know, he would um, he, he would basically um, you know have a major character uh, you know get get infected. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. But again, just like with the Sally arc, people were bored with it. I even stated one time in a video that it seemed when uh, Mega Beatman did his review on it that he felt bored. he felt bored with it. yeah, it, it, it felt like you could hear it in his voice, Like he was happy, he was happy, if you will, that you know it was finally coming to an end. It was over. Because I think he saw it was dragging down as well, and that's what a lot of people saw with you know Mecha Sally, that it started out good, but it started to drag. And you can't have something like that, in a story like this where you want to keep fans in interest and investment going strong. You know, I, I still pretend that what one fan did on Devnar you know, as a, as a picture, you know, let me see if I can find it, and I do apologize for any lag that may occur, I do apologize for that, um, but there was an image, I'm going to see if it pops up here, it, it was an image, um, basically, where, again, I'm going to see if it pops up here let's see if it pops up here, let's see trying to find it, trying to find it, hold on hold on, let me see if I can find it trying to find it, hold on guys let's see if I can find it Might have to I may have to put something else in here to to search for it but but let me see it's in here somewhere It, it's in here somewhere I'm trying to trying to find it um, let's see I know it's in here somewhere uh, again I do apologize for any lag and everything that's going on I think it's in here I think it's in here somewhere. Yeah, I think it's in here somewhere. Let me see. Um, let me see. Trying to find it. I don't know. I think I know what to do. Hold on. May I have to do that, see what's going on. I'm um, trying to find it here, but anyway, there is a, um, oh, here it is, it's right here, it's by, um, Ace of, it's by Ace of Speed, um, I'll, I'll put, I'll put the link in the, the, um, I'll put the link here in the Super Chat, so you guys can look at it, but this is by Ace of Speed, you can find it here in the Super Chat, um, but this, this here, this image basically is um, mainly what a lot of people feel could have made things a lot more interesting. If you know, you would have had Sally get so far gone thanks to Eggman because he was just so so obsessed with beating Sonic and the Freedom Fighters, not realizing that the person he he he's weaponized is now turning against him and becoming basically a female version of neo metal sonic from Sonic Heroes when he became Metal Sonic Overlord. So you know it it basically if they would have done something like that, and again the link is in the description you guys uh, in this, not in the description but in the um soup in the chat box in the live chat you can check it out for yourself. Click on it if you want. Um if they would have done something like that I think the interest would have been much higher because now it's like, okay, Sonic and the Freedom Fighters are in a predicament to where they might have no other choice but to destroy Sally and, you know, basically not be able to bring her back because she's now in this form. She's evolved. But, you know, they never did that. You know, they never did that. And, you know, and now basically, you know, that kind of potential would probably never be seen ever again. You know, but if they would have done something like that in the eyes of a lot of folks, I think that would have garnered a lot more interest. It would have kept things more uh fresher, if you will, if they would have done something like that. But again, it just shows you that fans saw, like Ace of Speed, you know, saw basically that this was getting just a little too repetitive in its storytelling. Just a little too too repetitive. And, you know, here's what's interesting, too. Here's what's interesting, too. You you look at the fact that, yes, they had Nicole redirect the roboticizing beam on the death egg. But I've always stood by, but the fact that if she could redirect it on the Death Egg, then why didn't Sally in the story probably have her redirected you know, not on, not really on the Death Egg, but basically into the sky itself so that the blast doesn't hit nothing in particular, but just sky. And the sky doesn't get really that much affected, if you will. It's like a waste. You know, why, why didn't they do something like that? And I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know, but that—that that to me was—that to me is always like, if they would have done something like that, you could have avoided this. You could have avoided this. But they didn't do it. They decided to go with the mix, with Sally sacrificing herself, and as I and others have pointed out. Yeah, the sacrifice was memorable, and it showed how much of a good heart Sally had to the point that she took the second chance at life and said, You know what? I'm going to make up for all the mistakes I made, you know, you know, um, after I broke up with Sonic and everything. I'm going to make up for all the mistakes I've made towards him, towards the kingdom. You know, I'm going to take the second chance of life and I'm going to give it back. I'm going to give it back to the people. I'm going to give them the freedom to try to live, you know, uh, without this threat, uh, you know, looming above them anymore. So, she basically took the blunt of it. She took the sacrificial hit for it. But, uh, again, even though it was a great emotional moment, it's... Still, it was just a moment that didn't need to be. It didn't need to be because it's like, you know, one, you knew fans were not going to react right. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, fans were cool with that at first because they're like, okay, this is different. We didn't expect this. But over time, it just became like, well, what's really going on with it? What What's her purpose and everything? And like I mentioned earlier, had they done something like what Ace of Speed showed in that picture that I provide the link of in the live chat, you know, had they done something like that? You know, yeah, things might have been more interesting interesting and intriguing, but that never happened. And the fact that all it really was in the end was just basically Ian Flynn's way of finally, when you really think about it, answering the whole who's the traitor thing Who's the traitor of the Freedom Fighters that, you know, Silver is looking for? Well, pretty much we all knew the answer. We knew the answer was going to be Sally, whether we liked it or not. Now, how we would get to that is, you know, was an entirely different question, and obviously the answer was, yeah, she's going to be a traitor, but she's going to be one that's unwilling. You know, unwilling in her actions. Like, you know, you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like to quote what Uncle Chuck says. You know, in, you know, um, in Sonic Conversion after he's de-roboticized temporarily. You know, he tells Sonic he's been waiting for the moment to finally be flesh and blood again since the first day he was roboticized. And when Sonic asks him, you know, but you have, but how? And and Uncle Chuck's answer is, you know, I, you know. Uncle Chuck's answer was something along the lines of we know everything. We just can't do anything about it. And that's kind of what Sally's role was here. Basically, she was roboticized. She was aware of her actions, but she could do nothing about it. She couldn't do nothing about it. You know, she was forced to say things she didn't want to say, do things she didn't want to do, but she couldn't do nothing about it because she was stuck in this robotic body a robotic body that, you know, she originally sacrificed herself to, be, uh, ba well, basically being unbeknownst to her, would, that was going to, you know, it was a body that was going to get modified and weaponized by Eggman because he really wanted to mentally and emotionally mess with the Freedom Fighters. And again, these are all good traits, believe it or not, to make a story like this, You know, interesting and you know, interesting to a lot of folks and keep them invested, but after that, it just felt like it dropped off the earth. It just fell off, you know. It just fell off and everything, and it just didn't pick itself back up. And had they done, like I mentioned, I know I'm repeating myself here. Myself, I know I'm repeating what I'm saying here myself. But, you know, had they done something like what ACES B drew there in that link I provided in the I provided for you guys um, in the live chat, you know, had they done something like that, things would have been more interesting. Things would have been more, you know, um, you know, more interesting and more like, okay, you know, you know, guessing and speculating for fans going like, okay, what's going to happen here now? But it never happened. It never did. And, you know, when I hear Cyberpunk Jordan in his video a couple months ago, saying this was the worst mistake they made. It it essentially was. I mean, if I, if I look at both Fantastic a uh, video on it and Cyberpunk Jordan's, both of them make good points. Both of them make tremendous points. And in the end, in the end, basically, the, you can kind of sense a subtle agreement between the two. Even though the two have never contacted each other, just hearing what their own opinions were, you could hear a subtle subtle agreement between the two that this was not a good idea. That like at first it started to turn out to be a good idea, but then it fell off. It's like I said before. It's like you have this blueprint, you know, of a plan to, you know, make something, to build something. And even though the blueprint looks makes, you know, makes your idea look grand on paper, look impressive on paper, that the end result could be totally different. That the end result could be, you know, less than enthusiastic. And basically that's that's how you have to look at the Mecha Sally arc. You know, that's how you have to look at it. That it was basically, you know, on paper looked great and everything looked grand, you know, as a story, but that over time, it just, the end result ended up being anything but, you know, the The end result ended up, you know, being anything but that, and I think, you know, and I think, honestly, Ian Flynn realized that and tried to make up for that in the Metal Virus arc with IDW, you know, but again, he fell into his own Vices and those vices are basically, you know, start out strong, start out in a way that gets people's attention, get them invested and interested, but over time, fall off, you know, fall off the cart, if you will. Basically, the wheels start to fall off; they start to break apart, and they can't be replaced. If, if you kind of understand, uh, understand the saying there, you know. But basically, that's how the Metal Virus arc was compared to, you know, you know. Basically, when it comes to the storytelling, very similar to the Mecha Sally arc. Basically, it started out good, got people's attention, got them interested and invested. But the wheels fell off, you know, throughout, and they couldn't be, and they couldn't put them back on. They couldn't replace them or put them back on. And again, just like with the Mecha Sally arc, you know, the blueprint, you know, for the Metal Virus arc made it look good on paper, and again, started out good on paper, but the end result, when it was all said and done, was less, less than stellar or impressive. And again, and once more, I believe this is all because, you know, Ian Flynn wanted to create his own magnum opus, if you will, his own magnum opus. That's what he wanted. And... Look. There are... There are certain stories. Okay. There are certain stories in comics. In the history of comics. In the history of novels. Movies. Television shows. Animated or live action. There are story arcs that you can do. Okay? There are story arcs you can do. But, not all of them have to be magnum opuses to be great. They don't. And none of them have to be basically something that you want to use to prove that you can do just as good if not a better job than the person before you. Sometimes you just gotta go with what brings you to the dance. And Ian Flint's a great writer. Don't get me wrong. I I read what he's done with the My Little Pony IDW comics and he's good. He is definitely good. You know, when it comes to those stories. But, when it comes to Sonic and it comes to stories like Mecha Sally and it comes to the Metal Virus these are story arcs that even though the, the idea was probably good on paper, the execution just did not, you know, the execution did, did just did not result in something that, you know, is going to be looked at as classics, going to be looked at as masterpieces, because of the repetitiveness, the rinse and repeat, that went through with them, you know, throughout... You know their entire run and it just in the end it just feels like it was a it, it basically felt like a slog fest and look are there going to be people that were fans of it you know fans of these stories you know even you know 11 years after Mecha Sally began and a decade after it ended are there still going to be people out there defending it absolutely and they have a right to because again, to because again, it started out good, and maybe there was some stuff throughout it that they enjoyed. I'm um, I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm not saying there wasn't, but but the point that I'm getting at is, you know, basically, you could already tell, in a way, the direction he was going with the story. As I mentioned earlier, if if Archie Sonic Online is anything to be you know, believed and accepted as a continuation of the original continuity, just like Team Season is trying to make season three the continuation of the cartoon Sonics at AM. You know, if any of that is to be believed, then we already know the direction he would have gone with Sally. We already saw it. We already saw it. Or could see it. And heck, he did kind of touch upon that what was in Two, what was it, 258, I think. I think it was two, see, 253, 54, 55, 56, 57, right? What was it, 258, I believe? I think it was 258. So, you know, he, he knew. He knew, well, not he, but we, I should say. It's early and late. I do apologize. I'm doing this far, I can get some rest, um, but anyway, he knew, or we knew, and he knew, that we knew, if you will, what the direction was going to be that he was going to go in, and because he couldn't do it originally the way he wanted, we get to, I think, 257, uh, to 258, I think, let me, let me double check here, guys, I do apologize for lag again, um, but, what is it? no, it's not that one, let's see, ah, it's, let's see, yeah, it's this one, it's 2, 257, I believe, yeah, 257, um, but yeah, he, he obviously, he obviously wanted to go in a different direction, well, not a different direction, but in a direction that, you know, had Sally dealing with the you know, PTSD that she was going to deal with um, in the original story. But because of the behind-the-scenes situation, he had to basically change things up, and he only could touch upon it just briefly in 257 because of that scene she has with Nicole, where she's like, you know, I've got to take responsibility, or Nicole and Cream, I should say, by basically saying she has to take responsibility. She's got to be the one that... Make sure everything is taken care because 'cause she's got to make sure, you know. She makes because basically her intention before Nicole snapped her out of it was, you know, she has to make up for everything she caused, or you know, in the previous life as Mecca Sally, because, you know, what Eggman did to her, and Nicole has to snap her out of it and say, "Don't, don't do, don't you do do that now. That's in the past. You are here now. You are the Sally." That made that was an inspiration to the likes of Lupe and Dulce, you know. Don't don't fall apart on us now just because of something that happened in a previous life. And that's enough to snap her out of it. But again, but again, and I know I sounded like I rambled earlier. Again, you know, we as fans knew pretty much where you know Ian was going to go, which is why Sonic Online is do, is doing a great job. And touching upon that in the recent issues, you know, because they knew where he was going, and Ian Flynn, I think, kind of knew that we knew he he was going to go in that direction, which is why he decided to put that little tidbit into fifty-seven. But but um, overall, but overall, though, it it just. It's just the Mecha Sally arc felt like it was just something, in the end, that, you know, only, really didn't need. And I have said this before, I've said this before, didn't really need to go the length that it did. I mean, the fact that the, one of the original plans that obviously they were going to stick to, despite other ideas being tossed about, and then, you know, thrown in the trash indefinitely the initial plan agreed upon across the board by everybody that worked on this was that 250 250 was going to be when she got restored and then they were going to ne- take the next 50 issues to rebuild the freedom fighters to finally have I guess one last confrontation with Eggman Robotnik before maybe the comic ends around 300 who knows but but obviously you know that's the that was the agreed upon overall plan that at least you know she was going to be de robotized by 250. Um, But that never happened, because, again, because of the lawsuit. But in the end, though, it didn't have to go as long as it did. I mean, honestly, they were going to... I mean, here's the thing. Having it go for 20 issues. You know, 20 issues of the main book. You know, interruptions aside, because of promotional reasons put down by Sega. But for about 20 issues of the main book, and about four to eight issues... Of the universe book. And you're looking at basically two and a half years of story that didn't need to go that long. I mean, if you want to do it, Ian Flynn should have, and I've mentioned this before as well, and others have touched upon it too. Ian Flynn should have easily, and I mean easily, taken a page out of what he did with Iron Dominion. If he would have taken a page out of what he did with Iron Dominion, even previously, you know, with the idea, you know, with the story arc of the Moebus invasion, you know, the King Scourge Moebus invasion, if you would have taken ideas from both those stories and, live, and had this arc just go for at least eight to, 8 to 12 months at most, you know, 8 months to a year, then I don't think anybody would can be complaining about it. I don't think anybody looking back on it now would be saying, "Oh, it it started out good, but then it became a bore and it was no it made no sense in the end." Da, 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 da. You know, nobody would be shunning it. You know, if he would have just said, "Hey, I'm going to go 8 to 12 issues and that's it." 8 to 12 issues of the main book, maybe two issues of the um of the universe book and that's it. That's it. Or two to four issues of the universe book and that's it. You know, 12, you know, basically fourteen to sixteen issues in total all you know between both between both titles if he would have just done it that way, I don't think anybody not fantastic fantastic not cyberpunk Jordan nobody not make a beat man nobody looking back on it now would be saying that it had a but it the story had potential but in the end fell apart you know fell apart you know at the wheels and they couldn't be and it couldn't get them couldn't get those wheels back on so to me, so to me, you know, if he would have just done something like that, I I don't I don't think anybody would be complaining. Be honest with you, I don't think anybody would be complaining about it. Nobody would be looking back on it about a decade later, and basically saying that this not only was one of the worst and worst arcs they could have came up with, worst ideas they could have came up with, and one of the darkest ideas. You know, they would actually probably be, you know, saying you know, saying more positive stuff about it. I mean, yeah, they'd probably touch upon some negative that would be in there, but you know, they'd still be mostly more positive about it because it didn't run for that long. Because within that, you know, eight to twelve months of the main book and the four additional two the two four the two to four additional issues of the universe book You basically are able to get from point A to point B to point C and be done. You're able to get from act 1 to act 2 to act 3 and be done. And that's it. And just go from there. And for Sally as a character, you use the rest of the run of the comic for her to learn from her mistake. Like, you know, if they have to deal with something similar like this again in the story, she could be like, you know what? I'm not going down there because I know that if I go down there, I'm going to get turned into a robot again. So we got to figure out something else. In other words, make it a learning experience for her. Make her realize, like, okay, I'm not making that mistake again. So we got to route something else. We got to figure something else out that prevents, you know, this uh, situation, this robotization of the planet or this land or whatever from happening. You basically make it a learning experience for her so she doesn't make the same mistake again. And that's, that's what you could utilize you know, the following you know, issues for. That's what you could use the following issues for. But he didn't think of that. He did not think of that. Instead, he decided, hey, I'm going to try to make this my magnum opus, just like he tried to do with Metal Virus and IDW. And although it started out good, it fell apart at the end. And he knows it. And he knows it. So, if I'm you, Ian Flynn, or if I'm anybody else that works on the IDW Sonic comic in the future, if I'm any of you, my advice, you want to do a story like this again? Just stick to the average, I would say, 8 to 12 issues of the main book and you'd be surprised at how more well-receptive a story like this will be. Don't try to make something into your version of Endgame because you think you can do a better version version of something dark and dark and dreary and dramatic than Ken Penders. Don't try to make something that you feel is going to be your interpretation of Flashpoint or The Death of Superman. Or the Phoenix of Dark Phoenix Sagas. You know, don't try to go there, guys. Don't don't try to go there. You know, try to be your own people. And if you know your audience like you think you know your audience, then keep things simple and short and to the point. Don't try to make something... You know, don't try to make something, you know, that's beyond your control. And also... You And also, if you try something like this again, my advice, do some research. Do some behind-the-scenes research and do some proper planning because if you end up going through a similar situation behind the scenes that you did with Archie, then once again, you're going to be up you-know-what creek without a paddle. So if you want to do something like this, again, two things. Shorten it to only 8 issues, 8 to 12 issues. And also, secondly, do proper planning and research so that you're more well prepared for anything that may come out of the woodworks, if you know what I mean. Or unexpectedly. But yeah, you know, but yeah, it's it's still just... You know, looking back on this, it's, you know, especially at this time, it's hard to believe that it's going to be 11 years since this idea of a story came out. This, in my opinion, waste of an idea came out. Because if you're going to do, like I said, if you're going to do something like this with this char- a character like her, then at least have her do more than just, you know, the rinse and repeat stuff. Have to do more? But they didn't do that. They didn't. And it's cost them in the end. It cost them. Maybe not immediately, but over time it has. And that cost is at the fact that even those that wanted to support it and get behind it look back on it now and they're like, yeah, this may have not been the best of ideas. Especially when they saw what you were doing with the Metal Virus arc and comparing its length in storytelling to Mecha Sally. Yeah, they could kind of see exactly why this probably wasn't a good idea. But, hopefully again, you learn from your actions and, um, just, just try to do better. Just try to do better next time. Because Ian's Ian, you and your team, is you and those you work with are, great, are a great team. You're great writers, you're great artists. But you can't be taking on more than what you can handle. Especially if you're working on other books. You need to limit yourself so that you can get your idea out there, but not in a way that's going to piss off a lot of fans. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, but look, you know, was it the best idea? Was I'll put it this way: Was it the best idea? As I mentioned earlier, on paper, blueprints, and all that, it looked great. But the execution, even though it started out well, it just, it just, they just fumbled the ball. They just fumbled the ball, and they couldn't recover. It's like basically to 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 use a strange analogy as an example, it's kinda like with Super Bowl twenty four. You know, it looked like Denver on paper matched up well with San Francisco. And it looked like maybe we'd get a good game. But that all fell apart for Denver, you know, right from the start. It's like it's you know as soon as they probably got a little momentum, it fell apart. And San Francisco just ran all over them. In and, and one of the more lopsided Super Bowls in history. And as strange of analogies that is compared to the Mecca Sally arc, and by extension the Metal Virus arc, that's kind of what happened here. It's kind of what happened here. You know, he, Ian Flynn and his crew, on both stories, Looked like they had the momentum behind them. Looked like they... You know, could do no wrong. They matched up well... The story matched up well with... What they were planning. Drafting up. But the... The game plan and execution... When... You know... Basically... You know... Set in real time. Set in real time. It fell apart. And just like Denver... You know they got smoked. True, part of it was not by their own admission. You know they had corporate interference from Sega, and then you also had the uh, legal situation with Ken. But if, but again, if they would have executed better, worked out things better, I don't think they would be in the uh, in the situation. They would not be in the situation that they. Ended up in when it was all said and done, and you have people looking down upon these stories. This one, 11 years to 13 years later, not 13 but 11 years to 10 years, 11 years to 10 years later, 11 years since it began, 10 years since it ended. You don't have people looking back on this, you don't have people looking back at the metal virus arc about a couple years later and saying and asking themselves. Why in God's name did they come up with these stories when they had no real plan for? I guess you could say a true outcome, a true, you know, directive for it. So, like I said, what what Flynn has to do in the future if he ever does this again, Friday DW Is he and his crew? Evan Stanley, Tracy Yardlin, all of them. Plan better. Research better. And don't try to do more than you can handle. Only do what you know you can handle. And in my opinion, I think you can if you want to do a story like this again, whether it's similar to Mechasally or Lamento Virus, limit it, limit it to 8 to 12 issues at least, or at most, 8 to 12 issues at most. And by doing so, you won't, you know, sub, you won't sub, subvert, you won't subvert the expectations of your audience and you'll be able to retain their attention you know for the story a lot more a lot more than you were hoping for or originally when it got lost when you just dragged it on with the same rinse and repeat stuff over and over again now I will say this yes as I mentioned there were some interesting things the weaponization. You know, when that happened, that got a lot of people wondering, what the hell did he do? Why would Ian Flynn have Eggman do this? And the excuse basically was her weaponization, once de-roboticized, would lead to, well, basically what you see on the screen right now. That new look. You know, the the clothes vest and shorts and all that. Basically the look we got in the reboot. That was going to be the end result. And that's why the weaponization happened. But but still, again, you could have gone different ways with it. You could have. But, you know, they didn't. And like I said, though, you know, the weaponization did get people talking because it made people wonder, did, it ha- did Ian Flynn have Eggman gut her, basically take her apart and rebuild her? Or, in my belief, but I'm still, but as I mentioned before in a previous video, I'm kind of leaning towards more of that directive of yeah he may have had a gut, may have had eggman gutter my original belief was I think he just wielded on armor and that's it but again how do you wield on armor but then you also place a cannon inside her head a laser cannon Which again does have me lean more towards yeah he had egg, Eggman eggman ha- he had eggman in story he gutter and what we- gutter just to weaponize her you know take her apart And it's like... It's like if you... If you couldn't get the fans more upset than you did before. But again, I will admit it made things a little interesting. It got people talking. But then afterwards... You know, it just fell apart. The whole story went down the toilet. Because where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Especially if one of your answers is something from the earlier days of the comic... That's going to basically be what brings Sally back to normal. And the fact that behind the scenes you couldn't actually decide, okay, okay whether or not the Sally that gets restored would be a, an auto-automation an auto, an auto sleeper agent or the real deal. Thankfully, I think they were heading towards the real deal, as I mentioned earlier. But I guess we'll never know. We'll never know unless he finishes, Ian Flynn finishes uploading. The behind-the-scenes works with his lost Hitchhiker's Tales things on his form, or on his website. But we'll see. But I think the again the overall lesson that has to be learned here from for any writer currently in comics, or any, you know, inspiring comic book writer that wants to work at a place like IDW, Archie, Dark Horse, you know, Top Cow, DC, Image, you know, Marvel. I think the lesson here that needs to be learned is, if you want to do a long, if you want to do an event-like story, you know, as one of your first major runs, then don't overexert yourself. Don't try to do something that people that in the industry that have been in the industry longer than you by years and decades, don't try to do something that they would do, you know, as your first major story out of the box. Instead. Take your time, research, you know, what would gain people's in interest and, invest, and investment in your story, and also keep your story at a shorter length. You know, keep it, like I mentioned, to about 8 to 12 issues at most if you want to try to make it a long deal. Make it 8 to 12 issues at most, and if you're going to tie it in with other comics, make sure those tie-ins only last for about 2 to 4 issues at most. And that's it. Don't overexert yourself. Because, again, that's, that's what Ian Flynn, in my opinion, him and his crew, and I know I'm not alone in this being agreed upon, that's what they could have done here. That's what they could have done here with the Mecca Sally deal. They could have had it run for 8 to 12 issues at most, with 2 to 4 issues of Universe to tie into it and be done, and then use the other issues that came afterwards storyline wise for a character like Sally in her new look like you, like I said you see here due to her weaponization being the result of her getting a new look originally in the original ideas um have the next have the next several issues be a learning experience a rebuilding experience for Sally so that if they have to deal with something like this again which I I have no doubt that if you know Ian Flynn was still writing the original continuity of the book you know at the time they probably would be, have it be a learning experience for her where, again, as I mentioned earlier, she's like, you know, I made, she'll be like, look, I made a mistake before, I'm not making a mistake again, so I'm coming, we got to come up, or I got to come up with a different kind of plan that's going to, you know, save the world from, you know, this um, possible robotization or whatever. So, again, in closing, this basically has to be a learning experience, not just for Ian and his crew, but also also for people that, like I say, want to get into the business or just starting out. Don't overexert yourself. Take your time. you know, do research, figure out what gain, figure out what people are more invested in, you know, or what will make them invested in your story and intrigued in your story. And also limit and don't and also limit yourself to only eight, if you want to make it a big story. Limit yourself to only eight to twelve issues of your main book, and if you have to tie it in with some you know spin-off books or tie-in comics, limit that tie-in to, to two to four at most in the tie-ins, and that's it. That's that's all I think you should do. But in the end, guys, like I said, in the end, it's just hard to believe it's been 11 years since the Mecha Sally arc started and next spring April and May will mark a decade since it ended. It's just hard to believe and basically to mark this occasion as you see here near, here now on the screen just like you saw at the beginning you have fans talking about it all across YouTube about how well it started out then it fell apart or how it was the worst mistake Archie and Ian Flynn ever made. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you on this. Thank you all for joining me for this live stream early this morning on Sunday, April thirteenth, 2022. And good morning to everybody, like Brandon, Looney Tunes, Looney, Tunes 2000, Looney Tunes fans 2000. Thank you for joining. I wish you guys could do super chats and all that, but i have to wait another couple of weeks to see if that gets reinstalled uh, due to the fact that my monetization was taken away. But it's understandable. You know why why that happened. But anyway, though, guys, thank you all for joining me. Really appreciate it. Check me out at my uh, Teespring store where you can find some Sally merchandise, leave for Sally merchandise there. Also, some new MLP related merchandise. You can check it out there at my Teespring store. Also, check me out at BW Roses Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast locations where you will get an audio version of this uh, eventually when the time is right. Also, check me out. At devonart.com says BVW 1979. Got a couple new stuff uploaded there. Also, check me out at my Patreon at patreon.com says BW Roses with a $1 and $3 tier. $1 tier gets you a shout out, $3 tier gets you a shout out, and the first to see uh, content before it comes onto YouTube publicly. And I am still working on the idea of doing a QA Patreon for $5. I have yet to make. Make that a reality. I'm still thinking about it, so stay tuned for any announcement on that in the future. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube. Also, check me out at Venmo at, or support me, I should say, at Venmo at Brian Warmer 2 and at Cash App at BW Roses 98. And hit that subscribe button and notification bell button to know when my content comes out or any other future live streams occur. So, anyway, though, guys, that's all I'm going to say on this. Thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. And until then, check out Fantastic Samtastic's video on this, um, on his channel, as well as check out Cyberpunk Jordan's video on it as well. You will find, and I'll probably add those at the end here. You'll probably find those very, very interesting. So until next time, guys.